Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Brent Hubs of AllQuest.com with Jason Swain of the Swain event and. uh, uh, sports animal 99.1 glad to have you along with us here on this uh, tuesday evening final installment of tennessee prime presented by our good friends at Gus's world famous fried chicken glad to have you along with us on this edition if you're watching this on youtube be sure and hit that like button help us get this thing to 500 likes and those of you on the sports animal we thank you for joining us and hopefully you've enjoyed uh, tennessee prime each and every week hoping to catch up tonight planning on catching up tonight with two veterans uh, on the Tennessee program in Princeton Fant and uh, also in Latrell Bumpus, two six-year seniors who have been through a lot in their Tennessee career. We're going to get them to reflect on everything and obviously talk about where this team is coming off of Saturday's disappointment as they get ready for the regular season finale against Vanderbilt. Jason, when you look at where this team is, what happened on Saturday, and then what's in front of them now, a real challenge for this team, I think, this week to to get themselves ready to play. Uh, and, and get their mind in the right place. As a former player, you've been through disappointments. I mean, that's part of athletics. How hard is it to get back up, and, and what's the key to getting off the mat uh, and, and getting back ready to go when you're coming off the disappointment the way this team is? If you have personal accountability and you know, doing your job, um, you can look at your performance on Saturday and feel like it was it was good enough that you possibly did everything that you could help your team or you can look at it and go I know I didn't do enough and I need to make sure that I can look at myself in the mirror after playing Vanderbilt in the last regular season game um had a lot of success this season South Carolina didn't pretty easy to go into that game thinking that South Carolina was going to kind of lay down and fold or play the way they played offensively uh, leading up to that game but they didn't they had the best performance of the season and defensively we had our our worst and lost the game by large margins now it's about checking your uh ego at the door if you have one and understanding that yeah you don't have an opportunity to go to the college football playoff but you still have an opportunity to uh, finish the season going to a really really good bowl game and if you don't take care of business uh you'll be probably going to a bowl game that steve spurrier was talking about uh a bowl game that um Teams that only win eight or nine games get a chance to, to go to. That's not as prestigious as a Tennessee that don't have the traveling fan base. So no one feels sorry for uh, Tennessee um, at all. And Vanderbilt certainly is licking their chops for an opportunity to kick Tennessee while, while they're down. You got to make sure that you're not down. You got to get back up and go play. And from the sound of a lot of the press conference um quotes from the players that they're ready to go yeah we, we, you know we'll see if, if they're ready to go i mean th- th- this season there's gonna there's a lot of things that uh, are going to be remembered you know obviously there's a lot of highs when you when you knock off the florida at home and you beat alabama at home but but i think the other thing about this le- this season jason at the end of this at the end of the year 
as there is every year, there's, there's going to be a lot of learning lessons. And I had a conversation with Philip Fulmer several years ago when the Tennessee program was having a hard time winning close games. They had been right there. Um, overtime lost to Georgia. Uh, they, they had lost to Texas A&M in overtime and uh, Oklahoma and some games like that. And, and I asked him, I asked Coach Fulmer, how do you, how do you get a team to learn how to win, to learn how to close out a game in the fourth quarter, to learn how to finish? And Coach Fulmer said, you know, I'd love to tell you there's a magic formula. He said, but you go back and look. He goes, we, we lost our fair share early on. You have, to, you have to experience it. You have to go through that walk um, and understand it. And then it, it, once you've been in enough of them, you figure out a way to win one and then you win two. And then, you, then you've kind of you've figured out what the key is to, to closing out a football game, right? I, I think – and I'm going to talk to, to both Latrell and, and to Princeton about this. What's the learning curve been like being in the spotlight the way they've been in it as the number one ranked team heading to Georgia, right? as the team that has become the hunted instead of the hunter. You're getting everybody's best effort because there, there's a number beside your name when you come to town, right? There, there, I mean, that's a different, that's a different life than, than what you've kind of experienced. And I'm not making any excuse, okay, as, a, as th this program should not have done what they did on Saturday night. I don't, I don't want anybody to, to, to say that I'm making an excuse for them because I'm not. But there is a different mentality, right? When when mm -hmm. you are the hunted and, and and not necessarily the hunter, I don't know. I mean, I think that's a lesson to take from this season for a lot of guys on this team moving forward in their college career. Maybe I'm wrong. I didn't play it at this level. I didn't play the game like that. You did. Is that out of bounds? Is that an unrealistic thought? No, it's not at all. I mean, you're Vandy Super Bowl. We lost to Vandy in 05, uh, you know, an embarrassing season there, and you know, they made a DVD about it. Uh, it was truly their Super Bowl. In 2006, we go on the road to Arkansas. It's the first time college game day is there. And we were their Super Bowl. And they were waiting on us. They were waiting on us and, and played a heck of a game and, and just you know, took care of us. It was an L-shaped ambush for sure. Um, I think if you're a player in this team, you know, you got you to gotta ask yourself, especially after what you've experienced this year, some really high highs and then most recently some some low lows. You know, which which feeling is is greater? Is it the joy of winning or is it the pain of losing? Because when you hear my, the great ones like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, it wasn't the the, the joy of winning that pushed them to the work um and go all out. It was that pain of losing that they wanted to avoid. And this Saturday, you don't want to experience that pain um, in your last regular season game. You got to do everything that you can um, to fix those mistakes and go out there and, and finish the season um, the, the right way. And um, I know we've seen this kind of story, uh, 2016. We've seen it, uh, I want to say, in Dooley's, Dooley's time where Tennessee comes in after a loss or so, a little bit of adversity, and Vandy feels like they have an opening. And the moment you feel sorry for yourself, they're going to take advantage of that opening. And so um, Joe Milton's going to get an opportunity. Uh, I've been looking forward to seeing him, not this way, but certainly wanted to see Joe Milton play versus you know, 
last year and him improve. And I think we've seen him improve in a lot of different ways, but now he has a chance to play a full football game and, and lead the offense. And uh, I know a lot of guys have a lot of confidence in him. And, um, you know, it's, it is next man up. But for these guys, you know, go out there and do it for Hendon. You know, Hendon laid it on the line every single game, played with his heart, put his body on the line. I uh, literally did that in the last game of the season. And go out there and do that, do that for do that for him. I remember uh, seeing Inky Johnson lay there and not knowing what was going on after taking a huge hit or delivering a huge hit. And it took the air out of us. Um, it's hard to play a football game after that moment. And it was hard to watch this team play after seeing what happened with Hendon. But now the game is over and you'll have a whole week to, to prepare for your next opponent. But go out there and, man, get this done for Hendon. In, in your in your mind, Jason, what do you think Hendon's legacy is with Tennessee? Obviously, it's cemented. Okay, it's, there's not a debate to me about you know it, it being a, a really good legacy. But when you, when when somebody comes to you and talks about Hendon Hooker three five years from now, what what would you say to somebody about what Hendon Hooker's legacy, what he's meant to Tennessee? One of the best representatives that, that Tennessee has had in a in a long time. Um, and we've had some good ones. Don't get me wrong. You know, different sports. We've had the Candace Parker, Grant Williams, uh, you know, Admiral Schofields, Josh Jobs. We've had some really dang good ones. But for him to 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 transfer in, the coaching change happens. He doesn't flinch. He still is here. Hypo comes. He battles during the spring. Not the starter. He doesn't ain't the starter. Fall camp comes. He's not named a starter again. Um, he takes over and just takes off. I mean, his leadership, how he cares himself. I mean, that, that's what was so tough about Saturday is, is in that moment, watching him go down, you thought about how much he's meant to this university and to this football team and what kind of lessons that uh, we can take from his journey to this point, uh, the adversity that he's been able to overcome, the the children's book that him and his brother uh, put out for young athletes to understand the importance of, of scripture and, and be closer in their walk with, with the Lord. Like he's, he's going to be a legend and to see him lead the band was amazing because you got to be special to be a quarterback here and lead the man. <laughs> you got to you gotta be special, and, and he's special. And, um, man, I'm, I'm so glad that we got a chance to witness uh, him for two years and be able to cover him and watch him grow. Like, I remember doing Tennessee Prime at Gus's last year, right? And we are on site, and we get Hendon there, and he's kind of kind of shocked. Like, all these people come out to support us like this this is because this is like the really first time he experienced that being here at tennessee coming over from virginia tech and and people were staying after the show and getting his autograph they were lined up and he was kind of like what kind of like how, how we are as a freshman when you experience the ball walk for the first time and you experience the fans for the first time that was like his reaction and to see him kind of grow and be comfortable in that role um being in the spotlight, being the face uh, of the program, man, I just – I don't know if we're going to see another Hendon Hooker for, for a while. 
Hubs. Well, certainly has had a great career and certainly meant uh, so much to the university and to that football program, giving them a face nationally. We'll certainly talk more about Hendon Hooker here. We'll talk more about him uh, moving forward as well. When we come back on the other side of this break, we're going to be joined by a guy who's been through his own sets of adversity, uh, super senior and a six-year guy in Latrell Bumpus, who's had a really solid year, uh, a vocal leader on this team, and his leadership will be needed on Saturday night. We'll talk to um, – Latrell about what this game means to him as a Tennessee native and a mid-state guy and um, uh, or, or West Tennessee guy and, and hope to catch up with Princeton Fant as well. Uh, and, and we'll take your questions for those guys as well here um, on this edition of Tennessee Prime, powered by Gus's world-famous fried chicken. Latrell Bumpus joins us on the other side, coming up right after this. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to Tennessee Prime, fried up each and every Tuesday this season by Gus's world-famous fried chicken. Our show finale will include Latrell Bumpus, senior defensive player here at University of Tennessee. Brent Hubs, VolQuest.com. Jason Swain here with you. Thanks for your eyes and ears this evening. Mr. Bumpus, good evening, sir. What's going on? How y'all doing? Man, we good, man. We good. Hey, um, last regular season game for you, sir. Has it has it has it sunk in for you? Uh, it hadn't yet. I know. Uh, you know, I was thinking about senior day too. It really didn't hit me to. Uh, we was out there in the middle of the tee. Well, not the tee, but the tunnel, and all of us seniors lining up, and a couple of us was you know just reflecting back on the time that we spent here. You know, it's been been a lot of ups and downs, but you know we stuck it out. The ones that were still here. And it's been it's been good to see us come out on the other end. You, you know, Latrell. I mean, you're sticking it out. I mean, you've been through a lot. We were talking about Hendon right before we went went to the break, and obviously, you know, everybody hurts for him right now. I know you hurt for him. Your teammates hurt for him. Mm-hmm. You've been through a ton. I mean, you're a six year guy. You've you've been here a long time. What has continued to drive you to keep playing, even though some of the injuries you dealt with and what you dealt with last year and I guess the scare you had, you know, th- th- this past year as well. What's kept you What's kept you driven to play and, and to continue to be a part of this program? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, uh, you know, just 
I want to be able to reach my goals. And I want to know that uh, at the end of the day, I was able to give it my all. I know there was a few times, you know, during the injuries and stuff, uh, I was kind of down on myself. You know, I was second guessing, like, is this really, is this really what I wanted to do? And uh, I had talked uh, with my good friend Matt a lot of the times, and he asked me questions, and it just made me think about what I wanted in life. Uh, just think about, you know, getting through the ups and downs and coming out on the other side. And, uh, you know, I've been blessed this year, you know, knock on wood, uh, been able to stay health, pretty healthy all year this season and, and grind it out. That was one of my goals is to finish the season, not miss any games. And so far, I'm on that track to do it. The, the, the one thing for ten, for the Tennessee fans listening out there, Tennessee in the college football playoff ranking is 10th this week, uh, a spot ahead of Penn State, which could be important for, for bowl stuff uh, at the end of the year if, if you take care of business this weekend. Uh, but but that's where Tennessee is in the college football playoff ranking. I asked you this, Latrell. You talk about the adversity you've been through personally. This mm-hmm. this team is coming off a, a a loss nobody saw coming. I don't think any of you guys saw it coming. How do you, as a veteran who has dealt with adversity and got back up, how do you help get your teammates back up off the mat this week and ready to play? Is that hard to do, or is that for those of us on the outside looking at it? we make too much about the ability to get back up and play the next week. Yeah, uh, I definitely would say it's a, you know, it's a little bit harder, especially with, uh, you know, uh, blocking out social media and, and all the outsider things. And, you know, a lot of us guys, you know, in today's world, we're always constantly on the internet. So you seeing the negativities and stuff, but, you know, from us older guys and myself, I think it's important for us to let the guys know, you know, uh, this just a little bump in the road, you know, the game ain't always going to be perfect. And although, you know, we, you know, we can't, you know, in a position to play for the championship anymore, but we're still in a position to do great things. You know, have a 10 win season. I, I don't know the last time that was done. You know, that's been a long time ago. So we have an opportunity, you know, come out this week, you know, yeah, the game's going to hurt. You know, it's supposed to hurt us, you know, but I think we can't hang our head down and let the team beat us twice. You know, we got to keep our head up and keep grinding, you know, focus on Vanderbilt because that's the next game. Well, sure. I know you got a football game this weekend and, Focus is, is there, but have you had a chance to kind of sit back and reflect over, especially the last week with Senior Day happening uh, a couple weeks ago, and now this is going to be your last regular season game. Have you had a chance to kind of reflect and and, and you know, say to yourself that I'm going to leave the program in a better place than I found it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a few times. Uh, I just think back to 2017, you know, coming in uh, – the year prior to when I was coming, you know, they was uh, Tennessee was pretty good, you know, finished out the year pretty strong. And then came in 2017, you know, we kind of fell off. I don't think we, we won an SEC game. And that was like, you know, dang, you know, that ain't, you know, the power T, that ain't never been done, you know, around mm-hmm. here. And uh, I know that was that was an eye-opener there. But I just look at, you know, each year the, where we came, you know, the ups and downs. You know, 2019, we finally made a bowl game appearance. And then 2020, you know. Everybody knows, you know, kind of went, went down and stuff. And then 20, was it last year, 21 and 22, we was able to win more games, you know, put together a better season. And I think that just goes to show, you know, uh, either for young guys and stuff out today and, uh, you know, the way the transfer portal is, even if you just stick to the script, you know, just pray about things and, you know, not always jump ship when things get hard. You know, if you stick it out, you'll become a better person at the end and you'll be a whole lot happier. Latrell, what are you most proud of? Is that what you're most proud of? That the perseverance, the the ability to stick it out, and 
and to put this this program where it is right now? I mean, is that you, you talk about your goals and I know you have some personal goals, but when you look at the end of it, is that what you'll walk away from your Tennessee career kind of thinking most about what you accomplished at Tennessee, big picture wise? Uh, yeah, big picture wise, I think uh, the thing I'll be most proud of just overcoming the adversity and being able to stick it out. And, uh, you know, that I think if people can look at my story and show what I've been through, that can show them that they can get through it too. You know, just stick it out. You know, don't – you can be down and stuff when things happen, but, you know, you can't hang your head on that situation. You got to keep going because at the end there's greater things waiting for you. I mean, you you've got a, a lot of people to, ask oh. – no, no, go, go ahead, Jason. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I, I I was, a lot was, of people have asked – go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm all over you. <laughs> but go ahead, my man. You, you've had a chance to, to go back home several times, you know, during the break, whether it's bye week, um, you know, mini term during the summer. Being from Savannah, Tennessee, what has been some of the coolest um, experiences that that you have experienced with maybe young people back from your hometown or teachers or old teammates uh, letting you know, you know maybe how proud they are of you? Uh, that you're playing for the, the state school? Uh, one thing that come on top of my head was uh, there was a elementary school group this uh, past week, I think, or last week, and uh, they had made Thanksgiving pictures, and a lot of them had made, like, Thanksgiving turkeys and put my jersey on there. And I was like, that's, I thought that was pretty cool because, uh, you know, a lot of times you can overlook those things, and uh, you never know you never know who you're affecting, but I thought that was pretty cool to be able to see that I had some kind of impact on those young kids. That's cool. That's what it's about, right, Latrell? I mean, it, it's about I- impacting and, and using your platform uh, in whatever way you can you can help make make people better. I know there's so much talk about you know the NIL and, and making money and all of those things, and that's important. And I and I understand all that, but it's also it's a platform to to inspire people and and to to show people how you can to, to, to plow through what, whatever tough times come about. W- with that being said. Um, do you like where this team is right now to, to, to be able to bounce back? I mean, do you feel like, do you feel like this team is, is, is locked in? I know it's only Tuesday, but do you, do you like now that you've got a couple of days removed? Do you like the way this team has respond, responded? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I think uh, today was a big stepping stone because, uh, you know, today's our actually like first real practice on Tuesday. That's like the day we go pretty hard. And uh, I think uh, the guys came out with that, that work mentality, you know, get that bad taste out of our mouth for the only way that we're going to be able to do that is come out this next week. I mean, this coming up week and put on a show that we know we're capable of doing because people are going to only remember you for your last game. So it's going to be very important that we come back and fix the corrections and lock back in and, you know, and trust the coaching too as well in order to get the job done on Saturday. Not trying to get uh, in the business because I understand um, the – locker room and how sacred it is uh mm-hmm. was it a situation where you guys had a conversation like all right man we like we gotta we gotta we gotta handle business this weekend or was a thing like hey we know we gotta handle business what's understood sometimes doesn't need to be need to be said i think i think it was a little bit of both as a as a unit i think it was more like what's understood you know don't have to be said but i know as a d-line in our little position mean you know we all stood up and and said our said what we needed to say, you know, help us get back on track. And, you know, we are really just, you know, getting back to what got us here at that point, you know, just 
it was important for us to, you know, get up and remind each other, like, why are we doing this? Yeah, the loss hurt, but, you know, we can't, you can't, we can't delay, uh, dwell on what happened this past Saturday because that's going to affect us this next week coming up. We just got to, you know, watch the film and take the corrections and move on from it. Latrell, has the spotlight been challenging? Not not individually on you, but you think for the team a little bit? I mean, it's, it's virgin territory, right? You just talk about kind of everything you persevered through. I mean, you, you're sitting here in 2017. You don't win a conference game. You're trying to get a little better each and every year. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in late October, you know, the the, the, the darling kind of college football. You're number one. And now all of a sudden you have a target on your back, right? You're, you're, you're the team that's being hunted. You're not the hunter. Does that change the mentality? Is there anything that that's different that comes with that? That you just kind of you didn't expect it? Did it feel any different in any way? Oh uh, yeah, I definitely think it felt different because uh, I would say just the road games in general, because uh, just the atmosphere. You know, like you said, you got a big target on your back, and uh, I would say uh, like we went to Georgia, and you know the past year we went to Georgia. Yeah, it was you know it was turned up, but it wasn't turned like it was when we went this past year. And I think that, you know, uh, we fell a little bit into the trap a little bit, you know, and let, let the spotlight get a little bit too big and overthink things. And instead of just playing our game, you know, we kind of got out of our comfort zone. All right. I got to ask you this one, um, Latrell. We, we've had a bunch of defensive linemen on this show. We always ask about what it's <laughs> like to, to play for Rodney Garner. But but I want to ask it this way different because I've had enough conversations with, with Coach Garner about you on and off the record. Um, he's a huge fan and, and talks about just how, what kind of human being you are, what kind of man you are and, and how, um, how impressed he is with you. When you hear a coach talk about a player that way, and we hear coach Garner talk about you that way, what's your reaction to, to that? Cause I know you've heard that conversation. Mm-hmm. You've heard things he said, what's your reaction to that Latrell? Uh, yeah, I, I've definitely heard it. Uh, you know, I'm just kind of – I'm thankful because uh, Coach G, he's been coaching for a very long time. And I know that he has some other great players too. So, that really means a lot, you know, coming from a guy that's, you know, seen it all and seen a lot of different personalities. And, uh, you know, that, that that really felt good. And uh, I want to thank my parents for that too because, you know, they – I think they did a good job of raising me. And, uh, you know, I just try to live – I just try to live life the right way and do good by others. How's it feel to to know that you've made a Rodney Garner, someone that's seen a lot, coached a lot of really good players, playing on Sundays, that you made him proud, uh, that you made your your family proud and people back home proud? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely feels great because uh, I know, you know, speaking for my family uh, specifically, uh, I, I'm the only one that – my immediate family, I'm the only one that ever graduated college. And, you know, that was – that was very important. And, you know, my family, my, my parents and my brother, they've been with me every step of the way. Even when I was, you know, growing up playing travel ball, uh, you know, we'd be gone every weekend, but somehow they find a way, you know, they find a way to get me there. If they couldn't get me there. You know, my brother make sure I get there. So I'm very thankful for them. And I know without them, I wouldn't be in a position I am today. Latrell Buffis, uh, defensive lineman here at University of Tennessee. One last Road game, rocking the orange, and then a neutral site game mm-hmm. in the bowl game. Going to be uh, awesome to watch number 11 uh, finish out the right way at the University of Tennessee. We're going to take a break, Latrell. We're going to come back. Uh, we're not going to hold you. 
uh, much longer at all. We want to get some questions in from our uh, great listeners and, and viewers, uh, Tennessee fans that, man, they've, 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 they've been here every step of the way and support and been passionate. And so we want to give them opportunity to uh, let them tell you how much you mean to them and ask whatever questions they, they may have. So we're going to do that right now. We're going to take right. a quick break. We're going to come back and we'll get to that. Get your questions in, get your comments in. Latrell Bumpus joins us here on Tennessee Prime, uh, brought to you by Gus's world-famous fried chicken. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back. Tennessee Prime fried up here on a beautiful Tuesday by Gus's World Famous Fried Chicken, Latrell Bumpus, Brent Hubs, VolQuest.com. Jason Swain here and um, send in your questions, send in your comments. We want to make sure that uh, we get to you and be able to share that love with Mr. Bumpus. Uh, we got one here, Hubs, from Victor Lockwood, who says, Thank you, Bumpus. Uh, for your contributions to the resurrection of Tennessee football. Latrell, yeah, obviously, as we've talked about, you, you, and I know those those mean the world to you because it, for you it's a lot about leaving this place better than you found it. That's been, I know, a goal of yours from really since you got here, but particularly the last couple of years. I, I want to ask you a couple of questions while some more come in, a couple mm -hmm. of fun questions if it's all right. Mm -hmm. I don't think people understand how good of a baseball player you were. Center fielder, right? Yeah, I play uh, center. Uh, well, I, actually, all of them, that was my primary position. And then I played first base and I pitched too. All right. So could, could you, at 290 pounds, you tracking down fly balls this day and age? Can you get, can you track? Uh, I, I think I still go get them, though. Thank you, Frodo. You still you can go get them at 290? Yes, sir. I think I could. Uh -huh. I still got it. I in. said you could still go get it at 290 pounds. <laughs> yes, sir. I could. Uh -huh. All right. Let me ask you this too. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, you also played travel ball with Evan Russell. Uh, yes, sir. I right? did. We played. Uh, were, were you on yep, a travel I think ball? That was our, I think that was our ninth grade year. We played together, and uh, after our ninth grade year, we didn't, right, play, hit a ball? we didn't play much more after that. Would you say? Who hit a ball further? You were who hit a ball further? You were Evan Russell. Uh, at the time, it was me. I was hitting him a little bit farther back then. <laughs> I'm telling you, hey, Jason, I'm telling you, I, I've, I've been to Savannah, Tennessee. I've been to Hardin County High School to see recruits and talk to recruits after Latrell was gone from there. And the first thing everybody would tell you is, like, nobody ever really understood how good of a baseball player he was. You know, so what What made you go with football over baseball? Yeah, so, uh, so growing up, 
I thought that, you know, that was my dream was to play baseball at the University of Tennessee because that was Tennessee always been my favorite school. And uh, something happened in like ninth grade or something. I finally was starting to get the get the ball when I was playing tight end. And after, after that point, it just kind of started clicking from there. And uh, my sophomore year, I kind of had a big year out there on the football field. And I was like, dang, this is this is really what I want to do. And that's what I started focusing more on, which I was still playing baseball. But all my attention went to it went towards football at that point. And we've dug into the archives for that picture there, Latrell. How old were you? That, that was when we were playing. That's when I was playing with Evan, Evan right there. I was about was, I think I was 14 in that picture. <laughs> wow. wow. He, could, he he could play. I'm telling you, he could play it. He, I mean, everybody in Hardin County will tell you, Savannah will tell you how good of a baseball player that 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 Latrell Bumpus was. Um now you're 290. How much did you weigh when you got to Tennessee? Uh, when I got to Canvas, I think I was I think I was 250, and then uh, within the first week, I remember I gained like nine pounds because they had this. Uh, I think it's from <laughs> Cruise Farm. They had that chocolate milk in there, but they didn't tell you. They didn't tell us what it was for at the time because we hadn't had our like our nutrition meat. So I was just getting them, just drinking about four or five of them a day, and I just gained a bunch of weight. And then I finally had like my nutrition meeting, and they kind of telling me, you know, that milk was to gain weight, which I wasn't really trying to gain weight. And at that point. I had kind of quit. Um, what else? Was that? I kind of quit drinking it. But then, uh, as the years kept going, I slowly kept putting up more pounds. So I done ate my way into the D line now. So. <laughs> That's what happens. Uh-huh. That's what happens. Do, do you do you believe that someone could play baseball and football at the University of Tennessee? Could it? Oh yeah, could it be done. I, guess, I think I think it can be done. You know, it's definitely hard with them playing uh, foul ball now. Cause you know you miss a lot of time. That's important time. But uh, I definitely think it can be done. You know, it's gonna take a special person. But I think they can. They can definitely do it though. All right, we got a couple of questions over here from from some people. Uh, my man TK 81s asked two different times. Asked a couple of different um, fishing questions. All right, Savannah's like the catfish capital of the world, right? Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. All right, so is is Latrell Bumpus a fisherman, or or is that like? Is that a, a rite of passage? You have to do that in your hometown, or is that one of those things where you're like, "Nah, it's too slow for me. I ain't got time for that." No, nah, actually, I actually am a fisherman. Uh, we got this little spot at home. Uh, it's actually where I like to have my nephew at a lot of times because you can kind of see the fish in the water, and it's a good little lake. And most times, you throw the you throw the little bob in there, and they'll smack it within a couple seconds. So, I think that's kind of what got me hooked on fishing. But if I had a bad experience, like some people said it would, I probably wouldn't. Probably wouldn't be too in there though. And then um, Taylor Nation wants to know, what's the one thing you're always going to look back on and remember from your years uh, as a VFL? I think really, you know, the the brotherhood that I've created with some of the players on the team, you know, um, especially this senior group. You know, we've been through a lot of stuff together. And, uh, you know, we, we really at times had to lean on each other. And when we were struggling and stuff, we always came to each other and talked about stuff. And I think that's really something I'm going to miss, you know, uh, you know, say if I'm blessed enough to go to the next level, you know, at that point, it's all business. You still going to, you still going to have your friends and stuff, but I don't think that, you know, that brotherhood is going to be there like it is in college. Well, have you started making plans for after your playing days at Tennessee are done? When you play your last football game at Tennessee, have you started making plans for what you're going to do next? Uh, Yes, sir. I started, uh, you know, looking at the training process and stuff, but, uh, you know, 
at times, you know, I was trying to not, not focus on that. I was trying to just focus on, you know, the season, you know, make sure I do good because I thought, you know, you do good during the season, the rest will take care of itself. But, you know, re- reality comes and, you know, at some point you got to, you know, you got to take care of your business and make sure all your priorities are straight. So I think the last probably like couple of weeks, I actually had to like, let's give it some thought and, you know, communicate with some people. After football, what do you want to do? Uh, whenever you're playing days and you hang your cleats up, I, I know you're getting your master's degree now. Uh, you mentioned you're the first one in your family to have a college degree. What, what's what's your long-term uh, goals once football's over, Latrell? Uh, when football's over, I plan on getting into medical sales. And, uh, like, the last two weeks, I actually started uh, – I created me at LLC, which uh, I want to get into land management. You know, um, eventually one day, you know, grow – grow the business and get some uh, heavy equipment, you know, have like a little construction business or something. Pretty smart guy. Got a, got, got a lot of things figured out, got a lot of things planned and, and in the hopper right now. With, with that being said, I'll ask you this. If you could go back and give yourself some advice mm-hmm. um, as a high school guy or an eighth grader or whatever, what, what, what advice would you give to yourself um, if you could go back in time and do that, Latrell? Uh, one, you know, take a, take advantage of the time you got because uh, although I've been here a long time, it's definitely flown by quick. And, uh, you know, uh, I think if you don't take advantage of your time, a lot of times you miss out on a lot of opportunities that are available for you. And then the second one would be, uh, you know, I wasn't that vocal when I first came into school, but I think that uh, if I could have been a little bit more vocal, you know, it helped me grow. It helped me grow better as a leader. And, you know, I was trying to grow a whole lot more this last year and really this year. And I think that if I could have jumped, you know, jumped ahead of it early, it wouldn't have been such a struggle now. Which now, you know, I've done it a lot now, so it's pretty easy now. Though. I remember I remember getting married um, and a lot of my teammates came. I had a couple guys on my team that was uh, in my wedding. Mm-hmm. Let's say that day happens for you and you know, you're picking out Who's going to be in your way? Who are some some of the guys on the team that would would uh, be some of the guys that would be maybe in in your wedding? Strong relationship uh, mm-hmm. relationships that you've had uh, in the locker room. Uh, I definitely put uh, Matt Butler in there, uh, Maurice Smith, um, which uh, I don't know if y'all remember Eric Crosby or not, but he used to play here yeah. a little bit, and he had, he had retired, and we was roommates all the way mm-hmm. up until you know it was our time to graduate. So he would definitely be in there, and uh, you know. There's a few other guys in D line room I might put in there too. That's cool. That'd be the biggest, three, they that'd, be the biggest, that'd be the biggest wedding party in the groom party or groom <laughs> groom team yeah. in the history of mankind. You you can bring out your your D line room in there. Um, you mentioned you mentioned Matt Butler. What, what did he mean to you? And what kind of what kind of standard did he set in that room, uh, Latrell, for 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 you guys to kind of build upon this year moving forward because obviously this defensive line uh has 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 gotten better you know is better this year you're playing more bodies than you did a year ago what, what did what did matt do in terms of setting the standard for you guys oh uh, yeah matt was uh he was a guy that did everything right you know and uh i think a big thing with matt was he wasn't he wasn't afraid to speak up you know a lot of times guys you know might not want to ask a question because you know that you think it might be a dumb question or something but you know, Matt was always brave enough to ask the questions that, you know, some of the guys in the room might have been thinking about, but, you know, they want to ask it. And a lot of times Matt would already know the answer, but he would he would ask the question so that the whole room could get the answers 
to make sure everybody would know it. And then uh, another thing, I think, I think Matt, uh, he represents a very good man because uh, you know what he does on and off the field, it really stands out. You know, from his leadership standpoints and uh, you know just his character too. You know, he respects everybody, and uh, I also think he does. A, he he represents of being a great dad too to his daughter, and I think that shows a whole lot. You've been here five, six years. There's been a lot of foreign players that have come back, whether they've addressed you guys as a team or uh, maybe you got a chance to talk to some off to the side, maybe at practice, around the complex. Uh, I'm sure you've had interactions with foreign players. Uh, Whether it was in a team setting, group setting, speaking to you guys or one-on-one, what has stood out about some of those conversations that, the guys that played before you and I had with you and your football team? Really, uh, well, first, you know, first person to come to mind is really uh, Jabari, Jabari Davis. You know, I talked to him quite often, and uh, he always talked about just how proud, he, how proud he was of us. You know, he you know, he said the program was down for a long time, and he said that we've been able to bring that joy back to the older VFLs, you know, have them something to look at, something to be proud of, you know, be proud to wear that T again. And even uh, – Mr. Trees, Chris Trees, he talked about it too. And uh, over the this past year, I've been blessed, you know, hang around those guys and meet some older VFLs and get to know them too. And they kind of all, you know, pretty much said the same thing. And that's through uh, Legends of Tennessee, doing the mm-hmm. camps during the summer and working with those guys uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. Good stuff. And then – I mean, the kid, the kid element's important to you, right? I mean, l- building a foundation, leaving leaving an impression on, on younger kids like that that, that that's that's something that's always been important to you. You talked about it about it a little bit earlier. Why why is that a big deal to you, Latrell? Uh, yeah, I, I know uh, you know a lot of kids in their life. You know, some people don't have you know mentors or I ain't say I'm trying to be no, nobody's dad or nothing, but you know, some people don't don't have don't have a dad. You know that you know, that man mentor in their life. And uh, I really like, you know, being able to touch kids and stuff because a lot of people, they need that. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think that kids, you know, struggle because, you know, they got people telling them what to do and stuff. But like say, for instance, the kid plays sports, but somebody telling them what to do and they had never, you know, been in their shoes. So I think that I've, you know, experienced a few things that some of those kids, you know, can relate to and touch them too. Latrell, this is this is our last Tennessee Prime. Um, this is your last regular season game. Mm-hmm. Let's say every fan that loves Tennessee, that wears that orange, let's say they're watching right now. What would be your message to them um, as we close out the season, as you close out your career here at the University of Tennessee, and as we close out Tennessee Prime Series for for the season as well. Yeah, uh, my message be I just want to you know thank them for the support. You know, even through the the good years and especially through the bad years because uh, a lot of these fans are very loyal. And I think it goes to show because uh, you know throughout the years the fan base never switched up on us. You know, they stuck out. They stuck it out just like we did. And uh, you know now we're able to reward them. You know, with some good seasons and stuff. So. I'm very thankful for them supporting us and stuff because uh, I know a lot of times when things were going our way, you know, just hearing the fans, you know, be able to say, you know, we got your back and things like that, that really, that really meant a lot too. It's little, but, you know, some of that stuff like that means a whole lot.
to us players. Huff, I think that's the best way to to close out our series, you know, this season, Tennessee Prime, with a player uh, here in the program. Those words, thanking uh, fan base. And here on our comment list, nothing but thank yous in return, Latrell, for how you represented yourself, um, how you represent the state, represent the university. Uh, I know your mom, dad, proud, all the people back home, proud of you. And we appreciate you, man, for holding down the fort uh, tonight and uh, rocking with us for a good 30 minutes. And um, I witnessed you uh, after the game. I was in the locker room after the game a couple of days ago and watched you do an interview with, with, with Bob Kesselin. It's hard to do that uh, after mm-hmm. a loss. But that, yeah, just, sure. that, that just showed me how uh, mature and how much a professional uh, you are. And you're going to have no problems being a professional, whether it's in football or not. And uh, you're going to be successful, um, no doubt about it. So we we proud of you, man. Um, look forward to following you um, past University of Tennessee. And uh, you're going to be great. We just appreciate you, man. And thank you so much. And uh, we'll let you go. And good luck this weekend. Yeah, thank you all, too. Man. And thank you all for having me, too. Thanks, Latrell. Appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Good job, Latrell. Latrell Bumpus. Tennessee defensive lineman here on Tennessee Prime. Well, Hubs, let's take a break. Come back and uh, put a bow on everything as Tennessee is looking to get to 10 wins and uh, locking down a really good bowl game. How about that, Hubs? Yeah, that's what you got to do. First of all, it starts with with going out and getting off the deck and and playing well on Saturday, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. We'll talk a little bit more about the significance of the playoff rankings and all that stuff. Coming up on the other side here, as you mentioned, we put a bow tie here, bow tie on here on Tennessee Prime. Tennessee Prime, BrentHubsVolQuest.com, Jason Swain here. And Tennessee Prime would not be possible if it was not for Gus's world-famous fried chicken. We thank their amazing staff. Uh, We thank everyone listening and watching this football season. Uh, Hubs, here we are. Last regular season game, it felt like yesterday when, you know, we was at fall camp practice opening. Uh, trying to find out little nuggets from the first scrimmage, second scrimmage, and see who's going to solidify their, their starting spots. And now we just wrapped up Tennessee Prime for the second season, and we're getting in, getting ready for the uh, regular season finale. Yeah, it happens fast. It happens fast for fans. It happens even faster for players and coaches. And uh, there's still work to be done. Tennessee's got to get off the deck, answer the bell against Vanderbilt on Saturday. And we'll see if how this team handles themselves. I, I certainly appreciate Latrell Bumpus and I appreciate uh, his honesty and his candor.
candor, whether it's in a post-game interview, as you mentioned, or whether it's on this show here. One of my joys of doing this show is it takes guys, it takes the, the fan beyond the face mask, beyond the helmet the, and the jersey number to, to see what these guys are about and what they represent. And Latrell certainly one of the good ones. A couple of news items here as we get ready to get out the door in the next couple of minutes. Tennessee is 10th in the college football playoff rankings. Uh, for in terms of SEC schools, Alabama's seventh, LSU climbs to fifth, and Georgia remains number one. How does that impact Tennessee? Um, the Sugar Bowl will take the highest-ranked SEC team not in the playoffs, okay? If LSU at five loses to Georgia in the SEC championship game, the question is how far are they going to fall? Do they fall behind Alabama? Do they stay ahead of Alabama because they beat Alabama in the regular season, or do they fall behind because they would be a three-loss team? they fall behind how far do they fall do they fall behind Tennessee who beat them handily and the reason that's important is the Orange Bowl is going to take the ACC champion if they're not in the playoff or the highest ranked ACC team uh, as a part of their agreement with the Orange Bowl then they will pick from Notre Dame a Big Ten school or an SEC school and that'll be based as they're at large that is going to be based on whoever the highest ranked opponent is in the college football playoff so where does the rest of the SEC fall? Where does Penn State fall, who sits at 11th, one spot behind Tennessee? And then you have the Cotton Bowl out there who has the last two picks. They'll have the group of five representative and then another representative from the college football playoff. So that's kind of where that stands. It all doesn't matter, Jason, if Tennessee doesn't take care of business on Saturday. Tennessee takes care of business on Saturday. Hubs, what bowl do do you like? Um, where, where do you want to see Tennessee? Well, if I were picking the bowl, bowl matchups, I would love to see Tennessee and Clemson in the Orange Bowl. I think that's the most oh, intriguing matchup uh, with Dabo Sweeney's comments. I think that's even more intrigue. But I think that's two really loyal fan bases, two programs with a ton of pride who don't play each other, haven't played each other in a long, long time. Uh, obviously, there was a bowl, one bowl game in there, but they used to play more regularly. I, I would like to see that matchup. I think that's the one that's most intriguing to Tennessee fans. Is that a realistic matchup? I don't know. There's a lot of football to be played here over the next two weeks that are going to shuffle out a lot of the top four and, and in top ten in terms of where the pecking order for, for those New Year's six bowls. Good stuff, as always, Hubs. Always bringing that. A1 information. <laughs> I don't know about all that. I, I just, again, I, I'm, I'm more impressed with, I was just really impressed with Latrell Bumpus tonight. Yeah. And I knew he would be great. He's just a class individual. And, and when there's, yeah. this show's been great because it shows a lot of what those guys are all about. Um, but, but I just appreciate Latrell coming on tonight and, and spending 30 minutes with us talking about this team, talking about the locker room, where things are right now, and then sharing his experiences of all. A lot of fun. Tennessee Prime for Brent Hubs and Jason Swain. We hope you'll have a happy Thanksgiving and uh, go Vols. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.